Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. This last Sunday we began a brand new series entitled Beyond Sunday. And what I want to do special for this series is on our Thursday episodes, I want us to do what I've called after class, where I go back afterwards, Mondays, I'm telling you Mondays, you start thinking about what I should have said, or maybe should I emphasize this, what did I make this clear? Well, on Thursdays, we're going to get it all out and we're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to spend a little bit more time talking about the lesson. So let's go after class. Hey again, welcome to the podcast. I uh, am looking forward to this little segment we're going to be doing for a little while on the podcast. I If you've ever taught a lesson, if you've ever preached a message, you know that when you're done, you're like, why didn't I say that? Or you're thinking, "What? maybe I needed to clarify that a little bit more. Now, let me say this. I do believe that the Holy Spirit works in that and there's times that he guides, but there are times when you're like, I wish I would have said this. Well, I am putting a lot of time into this series. I'm excited about it and I really want... Uh, our class and the podcast listeners to grasp the great and rich truth that we're talking about. And I got the idea, I thought, why don't we do an after class where we talk about it, we dig down just a little bit deeper for just a few minutes and maybe highlight a few things. And so that's what we're going to do. And uh, we're going to start that this week. And this week, I I really, I think I said a majority of the things that I wanted to say, but I want to highlight a few. Let me say this right up front. If you haven't listened yet to the lesson, I would encourage you to just hit pause right here. Come back and visit us tomorrow or later today. But go on back and listen to Sunday's episode entitled, I'm Saved by Faith, Now What? And just take a listen to that. It's about 38 minutes long. I went a little long this time. It's funny because when I went into it, I thought, I'm going to go a little short. I went a little long, actually. But we cover some foundational truths that I want you to get. And then come back and visit us here, and we'll dig a little deeper. Now, our theme verses, we, we're Galatians chapter number 2, and, and really we read down from chapter 2 into chapter 3, and we emphasize that, that phrase when, when Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. That's his salvation. He says, nevertheless, I live. I'm still alive, though. That's sanctification. I'm still alive. I've been saved, but I'm still alive. And I held up a picture that I can't do on the podcast of my stick figures. I talked about the moment they got saved. Well, not only the stick figures, but a little timeline about when you got saved and when you go to heaven. And I said, we often talk about when we got saved and we talk about when we're going to go to heaven, but we neglect that time in between. And the time in between is the sanctification process, and that's what we talked about. And we said this last week, it is progressive. doesn't happen all at once. You don't become just like Jesus the moment you get saved. And we said something that I thought was important. I'll highlight it again. We said it includes several several uh, things that God uses to accomplish it. God uses temptations. God uses trials. He uses the local church. He uses Christian friends. He uses the word. He uses the spirit. Can I add? He uses podcasts, all right? But God uses these everyday life challenges and things that we face to make us more like Jesus Christ. 
We talked about sanctification. It's not a, it's a word you will hear at church, so mark that in the back of your mind, but you may hear him also say like we need to grow in Christ or grow or grow in our faith or be biblical change. I've been kind of stuck on that word biblical change because, because of something I'm going to talk about in today's lesson. And let's just go straight to it. Because I said this last week in our lesson that not any change will do. And then I gave some illustrations. I talked about a spoiled teen. You know, a spoiled teen, they, they may stop pouting, I said, but only because their parents gave them what they wanted. So is that spiritual change? Is that walking in the spirit? No. And I talked about a depressed wife, and she's cheerful again only because her alcoholic husband. And after I said that, I thought, you know, that illustration that illustration may have went too much because a lot of people in my class may not be sitting or listening to podcasts and may say, I don't have an alcoholic husband. Well, you may just be a depressed wife or husband, and you're happy just because your husband or wife's not home. It's a change of circumstances, but you still got your problem down in the heart. We talked about a college student, an embittered employee, I think was a good one, that may be complaining about his boss's decisions and stop all of a sudden, but it's only because his boss got transferred. He's got a new boss. So he's trying to kind of brown nose the new boss a little bit. You see, that's the type of change that we often think of. And, and if that kind of change happens for a while, we think, well, I'm really doing good. But all of a sudden, to go to the second illustration I gave about the teabag, when the hot water trials come and life gets heated and situations get bad, guess what? All of the bad that still resides inside of us comes alive. And then we see we're not doing as good as we thought on this sanctification process. We're not growing quite as as good as we thought. We don't have the sin under control. And that's a whole part of this whole series is you and I can't control our own sin. Listen to this verse. I, 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 this is a bonus verse, all right? This is your bonus stuff today. I did not go here on Sunday but I love Revelation chapters 6, 7, and 8. Think about those right there. Revel did I say Revelation? Romans 6, 7, and 8. Romans 6, 7, and 8. Those are verses dealing with sanctification. Verse Chapters 1, 2, and 3 in Romans deal with sin. And then the last part of 3, 4, and 5 deal with salvation. But then 6, 7, and 8 deal with sanctification. Your Christian life. Romans 6 is absolutely amazing chapter. And in Romans 6, like in verse 12, he says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. And, and he's saying, you've been crucified with Christ. Sin's no longer your master. But what happens is we get in those scenarios, those what I call, what, what did I call it? I think I even wrote it down in some notes I brought in here. I didn't bring them in here. But I, I think I called it something like... Um, Boy, I can't think of it on the spot. It was like a false change. Let's just say, call it tonight, today, on the podcast, a false change. Uh, uh, boy, I wish I could think of that. Oh, well, let's just keep going. But we have this change. We Oh, all of a sudden my circumstances are better. My symptoms, there's a relief in my symptoms. And so I, I, I really think I'm changing. No, no, no. Because what happens, sin should, you may think sin's not raining, but sin's still raining in your heart. You just haven't been poked yet. The moment you're poked, sin comes back up. But that's the opposite of Revelation. Why do I keep saying Revelation? Because my brother's teaching Revelation. And I want to pick on him with a few comments about that. But I'm not going to do that. But the reason, but in Romans 6, he says, 
You're dead indeed to sin, but you're alive to God. He says, so don't let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it and lust thereof. Now, next week's lesson, here's a little sneak peek. We're going to get into the enemies of the Christian life. And, and I've taught a lesson on enemies of the Christian life before, but I'm going to really highlight the one main enemy that I led the series with, talking about our flesh. Because our flesh is what, what just absolutely causes us headaches every single day. It's a fight. It's a battle. And we talked about James 4. Where do those wars come from? Where does the fightings come from? They come from our, our lusts, in our, that war in our bodies. And there's a battle. There's a war going on in our bodies. I'll get back to that later. But we're going to talk about that. And we're going to go to Romans chapter 7 this next week. Because in Romans 7, we hear about this battle with Paul. Because remember, Paul says, there's things that I want to do and I'm not doing them. And there's things I don't want to do and I find myself doing them. Why? Because this flesh that we have. And at the end of that chapter, we're going to see it Sunday, but he says, Who's going to, do, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? And the answer is Jesus. Because that's what this first lesson was about. I said, we hear the gospel, and we want people to be saved, and that I definitely do. And we look at the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, as only something that gets you heaven. The only benefit of being saved is you get to go to heaven. But meanwhile, until you get to heaven, you better fight and claw and scratch and just hope, no, 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 no. The gospel is going to get you to heaven. Okay? So you don't have to worry about your future. But guess what? Today, the gospel is going to help you with your anger. Today, the gospel can help you with your worry. Today, the gospel can make it that even if your spouse is in a bad mood, you don't have to be. Today, hey teen, today, even if you don't get what you want, you can still walk in the spirit because of the gospel. You don't have to pout all day. You don't have to be depressed all the time. You don't have to be embittered as an employee because of the gospel. And that's what this series is going to be about. We gave you that teabag illustration. I really like that. It's one, that illustration helps me so much. I... <clears throat> It's probably the illustration that could get me the most trouble because when I see it in other people's lives, I want to call it out. That's my that may be my flesh, but I just want to call it and say, "Hey, boy, you know what? There must have been a lot of bad in there. It's coming out right now." I want to say that sometimes to people, <laughs> but you can't really do it. But it's a it's a lesson on the hot water situations when they come out. Now I wrote I talked about Paul and Silas. They got in a hot water situation and they did no wrong, and what came out of them was prayer and praise. I was trying to think of some others in the Bible. You think about Daniel. He got himself in a pretty hot water situation. He was going to be thrown into the lion's den. What did what what happened to him before that? Did he complain and protest and fight and uh, become hateful? And actually, you know what he did? He got in his window three day, times a day and he just prayed like he always would. I mean, there's so many biblical illustrations of this because it's such an important truth and so what i said and i emphasized it and i'm emphasizing it again on today in the after class podcast is we've really got to get serious we've got to get serious about biblical change don't i mean i hope that you're you've listened to that other episode i hope you're thinking through that and saying you know what am i just doing better right now because my circumstances are better 
What if everything's taken away? You know, think of Job. When Job lost everything. And one day he lost his he lost his kids, he lost his, his basically his money, his livestock, his everything. And what did he say? The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Is that you? Is that's what is that what is in you? My dad always tells an illustration. He just told it again the other day about someone, uh, Ron Knapp, our former assistant pastor, my old youth pastor, not shaking someone's hand, and that person decided they weren't going to come back to church. You know what? That person, I don't know who they are, so I can say this, had a lot of sanctifying that needed to be done. If they can get that worked up over a handshake, you need some sanctification. But you know what? We could be there as well. And so that's what this first lesson was about. And I hope it was a help to you. And I hope it was a challenge to you. It was all about saying, we are going to address in this series real biblical change. Not some cover-up. Real biblical change. And then we started to tease at the end where it's going to come from. I talked about hooking up, and I may start next week with this. But we talked about a tractor and if I was going to plow 80 acres and how that, I if I, I wouldn't just grab the plow on my own and decide, you know what, I'm going to go plow. I would get in the tractor. As long as I was abiding in that tractor that was pulling it, we could see some things done. And it comes to, I wish I would have brought my notes in here because I wrote some notes in my journal, which I've been encouraging you guys on the podcast to journal, 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 write your notes down. I've been doing it more and more. I wrote in my journal something as I'm studying Romans 7 to get ready for next week. And I wrote something to the effect of about the law. The law, think of it as rules. The law or rules can, and I don't want to get this wrong. You're going to hear me say it Sunday. But the law or rules can can guide you. They can teach you. They can inform you. But they can't empower you. And so I could have known how to plow a field. And I could have... I could have wanted to have the plow of the field, had a desire to and everything, but I didn't have the power to pull a plow. I needed to abide in the tractor. The same thing is this. This whole series about biblical changes. Okay, some of you are going to be like, I really want this. I'm listening to this podcast, this after class, and I really want biblical change. I don't want to just be uh, uh, kind of riding my emotions. I want biblical change. Great, you've got the desire, but you need to be empowered. Where does that come from? That comes from the Spirit. And we're going to start, we're going to get into that in a few weeks. And I said, we're going to take about, we're going to take about uh, five weeks or so to cultivate the ground of our hearts. Boy, we're going to dig in there. And we're going to talk about the flesh. We're going to talk about our own selfishness. We're going to talk about our enemies and uh, not our enemies in the sense of (laughs) Joe over at work. I'm talking about like Satan and our flesh and the world. We're going to deal with all that. But then, we're going to till up that ground, and in those last five weeks, we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, and my hope is that we just see it shooting up. I can look out my window right now and see corn that's up and, and growing. I can see tomatoes that are bit, all these things out my window. I'm telling you, if we take these first five weeks and till up that ground of our hearts, we will be ready to talk about the fruit of the Spirit and think, yes, I want to, I, here's love. Here's joy. This is what peace is all about. So, the first week, boy, I'm saved by faith, now what? Now you live by faith. 
And I didn't spend as much time on that as I was going to, but we live by faith in this process of sanctification where God is ridding me of myself and making me more like Jesus Christ. I'm trusting God to restrain the nature of myself so that he can live through me and bring about his glory. That's what it's about. Did you get it? Did you get it in week one? I hope that you did. I hope it was a help to you. Week two, I think it's going to be great. I got the book next to me that I'm going to be studying. I got the Word of God, chapter seven, I've been studying. I'm just, I'm ready to teach you guys. And I hope, I'm ready to teach myself, to be honest with you. And I just hope that the overflow and the excitement pours out to you guys. And it can be a help to you because we need today biblical change. Not just mere, my circumstances are better, my symptoms are better. And so I'm walking with God. No, you're probably not. We need biblical change. I need biblical change. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back on Sunday for lesson number two. Hey, thanks for sticking around and thanks for listening to this. I um, Each week, I'll tweak a little bit more to, to make it more valuable for you in these after classes. I, I don't want it to be just total repeat. I really want it to be valuable and add new content and to help you. And so if you listen to a lesson and you have some questions or you say, hey, this would be a good thought to spend some more time on an after class to help me out, please tell me. Okay, please tell me. Um, You should know my email if you've signed up for the newsletter, which is at bradmcclure.org, O-R-G. And I'm going to try to, I'm actually going to try to make a new website, but bradmcclure.org, O-R-G. If you don't have that, my email is bradmcclure.org. 31 the number 31 at gmail.com send me send me something or get a hold of me on social media and uh, ask your question or say hey can you double down on this this week in the after class and I'll try my best to do that because I, I want it to be a value to you and I want this podcast to be a help to you so hey thank you so much go leave a review if this has been a help to you make sure you subscribe so you get it we have had a lot of people in the last two days download this podcast the last two days people have been listening uh, to the podcast and listening to the first episode, uh, first episode, the first lesson. And I, I'm so thankful for that. So have a great one. We'll look forward to seeing you back on Sunday.